Hello and welcome. I'm Jasper, and this is the PB and J Cast, where we explore careers, ideas, and authentic conversations. I'm thankful for you investing time to help broaden perspective and joining me in the journey as we appreciate the process of finding and adding value. We are live recording. Well, I'm happy, happy to, <laughs> happy, happy, happy to <laughs> welcome my friend Zen here, who will be talking about. IT recruiting is that correct? Uh, yes, uh, that's just what I do. Um, hello everyone. Hello Jasper. Thanks for having me uh, once again. Uh, it's my first podcast. Really excited. Let's uh, let's get into it. Sweet. Sounds good. What would be a good question to ask you?、Uh, what I do. What do you do? Well, basically, look,、uh, I'm a recruiter. IT is my field, but a lot of the skills that I I do and a lot of things I do, you can actually apply to industries as well.、Mm. Um, I think IT is actually, however, one one of the more interesting、um, industries to actually recruit for,、uh, just because it's so broad. And I believe that sort of the industry of the future. Okay. You're always learning new things.、Um, you're meeting people that have done some amazing work. You know things that are, are quite mind blowing, to be honest. To to grasp and you know obviously quite intimidated sometimes as well,、mm-hmm. just because you know you don't want to feel like You know, you're not valued,、uh, or or you know, you're not understanding what they're trying to say.、Mm. Uh, but then again, you're there to to help them, obviously, um, find work and and obviously improve their livelihoods and their paths and develop them in that way. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a very interesting um industry to be a part of. And、mm, okay,、sure. when was the biggest struggle? You say like there that you don't really understand them. Yeah. I would say probably the jargons that IT guys use. You know, in IT there are many different fields. Okay, so there's infrastructure、mm. and there's application. These are the two main denominations in IT. Application is more like the software development side, where people are like coders, software engineers. You、mm. know, people that are into like yeah, creating fancy things. You know, using code. Right. Infrastructure is more. I guess what supports an organization: networking, network engineering, systems engineering, IT support, infrastructure supports, data centers, and these are all another side of IT. For me to to really learn every single umbrella or every single thing under that one cloud called IT is really、mm. difficult.、Mm. So that's where I struggle a bit. What I enjoy most about my job as well is learning. So. If I'm not sure about something, then you know, just just talk to them. People usually are quite passionate in what they do,、mm. and it's not a good sign if they they're not willing to actually talk to about these things. That yeah, so that's that kind of does help me get around and and also allow me to sort of yeah talk to talk to others as well in the future after initial conversations and all that. So yeah, cool. That makes sense. Do you have an IT background? No, no, yeah, I don't. So.、Yeah. How I got into it? It's,、mm, okay. uh, it's a funny story, actually.、Um, so, just graduated university.、Um, yep. I was a, a part timer working for Vodafone. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I was in sales. I was the guy selling you phones and plans and stuff like that.、Mm-hmm. And I've I've always had a a keen you know interest in IT just because working around tele like mobile phones like really really got me. I, I was really into all the techie, you know, like when you when you're trying to Like buy a phone. What do you look for? You look for perhaps camera mm-hmm. quality, mm-hmm. RAM, 
some people say the pixels in your screen or whatever. Yep. And these are things that I was really into. Mm. And I graduated with a degree in human resource um, and hoping to get into the people side of the of business. Mm. And yeah, look, I, I was approached by a recruiter herself, which was my first boss. Uh, she was a, she was an interesting one. She gave me the opportunity. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yep. she, she, she gave me the opportunity, you know, to, to really um, challenge myself in, in, a, in a role, an IT recruitment consultant. I didn't know anything walking into this role. Honestly, it was my worst job I've ever had. Okay. Right. And wow. honestly, I never ever worse thought. Worse than Vodafone. Worse than, it was the worst job I've had in my life. Yes. Okay. I hated okay. it. Absolutely right. hated it. I, I didn't think that. IT recruitment or recruitment in general was my thing after this job. Okay? Yeah, right. That's how bad it was. Okay. Yeah. Look, there were so many failures, so many, so much anxiety in that job because there was such high pressure to sort of succeed. It's hard to explain, but essentially I left that job after six months mm. and I, I, I needed time um, to really think about what, you know, um, what I wanted to do, mm. that this was my calling um, okay. or not. So uh, I took a break. Uh, I started working at JB Hi-Fi again. Yep. Um, so obviously so similar. Back to sales. Back to sales, yep. back to techie, small techie um, retail sales, you know, and, and I thought that was that was obviously very fun. Mm. I was looking forward to actually making that my career as well. But, you know, after being in that for a little bit, you know, I, someone, I, I still to this day, I say this changed my life entirely. Mm. Yeah, look, uh, a good friend of mine, Vanessa, shout out to Vanessa. She, she one day hit me up and said, hey, Zen, uh, I've got this, now he is, but back then, you know, I've got a friend that's working in IT recruitment. Yep. And he just messaged me, you know, asking if I know anyone IT recruitment before, no matter how many, um, you know, years of experience or months of experience, he's hiring. So I go, okay, you know what? I'm just going to send in my CV. Uh, he gave me a call. The only reason why he called me was because I put on my CV, you know, I went to Kingdom City and I was uh, serving there. Yeah. He, he himself was a, um, a Christian as well. Okay. And, and yeah, we really bonded on that, on that um, Vic. And he, he gave me the opportunity to work in IT and he mentored me properly. This new to, I know today. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I did really well. Um, I succeeded and I really enjoyed recruitment, you know, working under in that company um, right. and I felt like I was really taking you know people somewhere but like I was giving people they, you know I was I felt so much fulfillment in, in being people and, and not just people that I'm placing not just mm. people that I'm hiring for my clients mm. but also people that are struggling to you know go through interviews or go through you know um, trying to get their first job you know I, I was I was really enjoyed you know the aspect of me being vocal in that in that area of their lives and yeah, I think that's the beauty of what I do. Mm, yeah, right. I have a lot of questions for you. Yeah, sorry I took... Please, please, I'm Look, sorry. feel free to just cut in. And <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. You know, very interesting. I am curious, though, as to how come, since you got to the place being like, hey, this industry, yeah, I love this retail side of things. Mm. What made you even consider to begin with? Okay, I think it, it was more the attract... Like, look, that guy, shout out to Richard. Um, I think Richard was he sold himself to me as a mentor, mm -hmm. someone that would be um, there to, to sort of, you know, take me under his wing. And, you know, I think that's um, what really made me say, look, maybe I should give this another shot. You know, mm -hmm. maybe I should give this another shot. 
and, and a little bit about I don't like losing. I'm quite a competitive person myself. And the fact that I ended the other job on a low note. Um, okay. And I was told as well by people in that job that I was not. Uh-huh. I was told that, you know, and, and that really demoralized me a lot. But, you know, I always believed in myself. I, I knew that it was with proper tutelage, you know, I, I would uh, succeed. And thank God, you know, I came through. Yeah. I'm happy to hear it, man. Happy yeah, to thanks. hear it. Thank you. And how yes. many years has it been since? It's been about three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been about three years. I just started um, a new job this time in, in doing recruitment for more of a, um, a managed service company or a system integrator. It's a very different environment, but yeah, look, engine. Yeah, look, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Right. So three and a half years in, done other jobs on this, you know, in and out in yeah. between retail. What would you say is the biggest difference or how was Richard's mentoring? How did he do it? Where, you you know, you went from a place saying, I hate this industry, but I want to give it a shot to, I can thrive in this industry. Yeah, look, I think it's really about, you know, how Richard really taught me more so the people side of things, you know, as well as the business side of things. He gave me a good understanding about how these two aspects blend. So in recruitment, especially agency recruitment, uh, we do, it's a bit different. Um, What is agency recruitment? So agency recruitment is different because we are heavy sales focused. Okay. So that's where we kind of get a dodgy name sometimes. And what's, what's, what are you selling? So we're selling uh, resources, human resources. So that's what we're selling. We're selling people, candidates. We're selling, we're selling companies as well to candidates. So there's a, there's a bit of a 360 degree Goes both ways. Perspective, yes. So there's a candidate sale and there's also a client sale. Okay. Yeah. So a candidate sale would be, let's say Jasper, you're the client, you're Woodside. Yep. Or you are, you know, big company, right? Mm-hmm. I'm meeting with you for the first time and you, you're looking for someone. I, I definitely know that someone mm-hmm. and I, I've got that someone, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm here to really represent him as an agent mm-hmm. to see whether you'd be interested in taking him on. In the same way, when I meet that candidate, I'm selling you, Jasper, to him mm-hmm. um, in, in, the, in the hopes that he will be interested um, making this job where working for you, mm-hmm. you know? So, so, so it's, it's a very sales recruit, you know, recruitment environment that mm-hmm. I work in, mm-hmm. whereas internal recruitment mm-hmm. is more talent acquisition, as many would say, is, is a different, different role altogether, okay? Yeah. So that's where, you know, you're working for Woodside or I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, like, for example, you're working directly for the company yeah um and you're you're recruiting you know the best talent that you yes. can find right yeah. um into the company yeah you know to, to re- really boost the human resource side of things within your own company mm. and and i'm more of the the agent that tries and you know get in there in a way and, and be able to sell people to the company so a lot of people yeah. ask me sometimes so you know, why, if, if companies have their internal team, why do they need agents? Just about to ask that. Right? Yeah, yeah. like that's, that's, obviously, <laughs> that's obviously the big question mark. So the reason why people use agencies is because getting a, a candidate from an agent, there can be many pros and many, many pros and many cons and also, but mm. I would say there's probably more pros. Um, there's less risk. So, you, you know, you need someone for your project. Okay, and, and you know this project has a budget for about six months. Yeah. Mm. Would you want to hire someone permanently 
and and pay for their superannuation, their entitlements, and not have, I guess, certainty that there's any work for them. So there's only work for them in, in the short term mm-hmm. and, and potentially, you know, that work will be extended. You know what I mean? So a lot of the times people don't understand when you take on someone long term, there's a lot of risk that comes with it. The company is actually, there's redundancies if anything goes wrong. You know, there's all these payouts that you got to make, you know, any workers' compensation risk. Mm. And these are things that companies are starting to realize, look, why don't we just start using agencies, mm-hmm. recruitment agencies, mm-hmm. to source, um, you know, contractors or people that are willing to do to work in a flexible manner um, so that this reduces our risk. You know what I mean? Um, and, and if anything happens, it's not our fault that this guy's hurt. It's not our fault that, you know, right. this guy is actually the agency's fault because they took on the whole recruitment process, their payroll under the contractor's payroll under gotcha. the agency. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So it's a different uh, approach to recruitment. Okay. Mm. But ultimately for the candidate, it doesn't mm. really, there's not much of a difference. Mm. Okay. Because the candidate still gets paid. Mm-hmm. They still get the experience and the, the lessons that they, they want to learn mm. from the job. They still get what they want, mm. you know? So, and yeah, that's ultimately the difference between an internal recruitment role and an agency recruitment role. I hope this, I hope this makes sense in, it, in, in a certain way. It does, hope, it does, hope, it does. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite corporate so no, no, I no, totally it, understand. It makes um, sense to me. And hey, look, let me also try to just re- recap it. And you let me know if I am yeah, saying this correctly. Yeah, go ahead. Give it a shot. When you're an agency, you're a third party and you're a bit of an intermediary between the corporation that wants to hire and the potential employee. And when you do hire, you are not then putting that employee under the other company in terms of payroll, but you then take on their payroll, but then they then go work for the other yeah. company. Yeah. So and, yeah, and you are doing this as a service because then it it helps it helps the company deal with a lot of the admin side of things, de-risk them with legislation and and a lot of the, that bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. And to them, it's worth it. It's worth the fee that they that you guys. Yeah, charge. we do charge a margin. Okay, and and that's obviously a, a negotiation that yes. happens as well in the background. Yeah, you know, it can range anywhere from. As low as 8% to 25%, sometimes even 30%. Yeah, right. You know, depending on how hard it is wow. to obviously find very niche skill sets and all that stuff, you know? Wow. Yeah, so you're very spot on. You know, that's exactly right. We, we payroll these guys. Uh, they're contracted. The, the, can, the candidates know that they're contracted as well. Mm. They agree to um, project-based hire. What people don't understand is that if, if the project doesn't get delivered, mm. it's not the client's fault. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's no, who takes the blame, mm. right? Like okay. usually if if you put an internal staff, mm. a permanent worker mm. under your payroll yep. to do a project and he doesn't deliver that, yeah. then you have to go through all this performance management, gotcha. um, you know, training that you have to pay for mm. to try and help him get to where he needs to be. And all these are cost, time, resources wasted. You know what right. I mean? Whereas if you go through an agent, mm. And they obviously, you take them on board to deliver a project for you. Mm. Or you go to a services company, a systems integrator company, mm. managed service company to do a project for you, right? And um, if, if the project fails, then then whose fault is it? You don't have any, you don't have much liability besides the fact that you've obviously paid the money 
but that cost is minimal compared uh you know the trouble as well um of of obviously having someone within your company fail to do so Jack. Gotcha. so so yeah d- these are the different things that i sort of um handle on a day-to-day basis yeah yeah and I was actually thinking of like, you know, like a conflict of interest. But now now that you mentioned that, it makes sense because they hire you to find an employee to fill that role or do that job. That's correct. And if that candidate in which you have found doesn't meet that criteria, then it's onus up to you and in, in, in the agency's interest to then fill that role with someone else. No? Sorry, I don't get the last part. So if, if say... Company A yeah. wants to hire Bob. Yeah. Bob, company A didn't like Bob's performance. But because of you guys then find, try to find someone else to replace Bob for company A. What happens then? What happens when the yeah, project that, falls that's, apart? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's also a, a service that we provide. Yes. So that's a recruitment job. Okay. Okay. So that's something that we do as well. Honestly, whatever makes us money, what we do. Okay, so what if that's something. So, so like, for example, yep. right? Like, if if the client wants us to do a project, mm. all right, build a team for me, deliver the we call that professional services, right? Mm-hmm. If someone, if client A says this guy's not good enough in my company, mm-hmm. he's gone. We need you to mm-hmm. like a maternity cover, for example. These are quite come up. Or if someone's been left the job and in a critical time, mm-hmm. right? These are things that we do for them as well. However, if that's the case, then the payroll is now under them. Because if you want to take him on permanently to replace employee A who left, mm. then we charge you a margin for the service of recruitment. Mm. Whereas if you want us to deliver a project, then we charge you the margin for the service of time and materials. So it's it's, it's really a different... Think about it this way. Recruitment agents are like sales. We're, we're in sales and we have different products. Mm. And these different products are open and available to our customers mm. to be able to select as to which product would best meet okay. at a particular time or you know, stage in time, right? So again, like we're open to we're open. Let us know what did and how we can come in helping hand and grow their business. So that that's kind of what I do. It's a bit different to talent acquisition. Yeah, okay, I got you. <laughs> I see what you mean. I yeah, said, you clearly yeah. listen to the so, other. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so talent acquisition is one product only, yes. which is yep. recruitment. Yep, my right? bad. Yep. And, and strategic planning. You know, that's that's cool. You know, and that's ultimately, that's that's part of what I do as well. But agencies have different products. Gotcha. You so know, like, you're like HR solutions. Yes, so. correct. Gotcha. Correct. It's gotcha. like... um. Solutions based, um, you know, company. Right, you right. would say, yeah, yeah. I have a few somewhat maybe controversial questions to ask. Yeah, I love. Co- I'm waiting for this, man. I'm, honestly, <laughs> I like, can tell. I can tell. You're like you're looking at me like I, I want yeah, to. Yeah, I, 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 I'm here for the controversial questions. So, before no. before we get into the controversial some, because let's just do quick elevator pitches okay. side of things. Okay. It's an elevator pitch. Keep it short. Why should someone want to be a HR recruiter, sorry, an IT recruiter? Why would someone want to be an IT recruiter? Yep. Uh, number one, industry. Okay. Okay, industry of the future. Right on. Um, you know, helping people in their, in their livelihoods, mm-hmm. finding, finding work for people is mm-hmm. very, very fulfilling, um, at least to myself, mm-hmm. and really being able to 
to grow in in your in your personal um I, I would say EQ, you know, people skills. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's these are the three key things that you find that that you know, I think uh, sustain yourself within the role. So cool. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense, makes sense. Good elevator bitch. Elevator <laughs> bitch. <laughs> okay. All right. Why shouldn't you want to be a HR? First of all, if you're not in um if you're not into sales, if you're not into KPIs and, and fast-paced environments, um, managing people's expectations on a daily basis, mm. negotiating on a daily basis, yeah, look, it's it's a tough job. It's honestly, I would tell anyone who wants to be IT, mm. it's a tough job. And, 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 you know, only get into it if you can... You know, if if really you're passionate about those. Adding on to the next elevator pitch, if somebody, yes, I hear both sides, I still want to do it. What's a typical if I look like? Resource manager, candidate manager. Okay, so that's the start. Um, you start off as a, you know, 180 degree um, sort of recruiter where you only focus um, but working with your business development managers, uh, you know, and account managers, which mm-hmm. is the next step for you mm-hmm. uh, and that's more of a um, business sales client facing side of things mm-hmm. alternatively you can go out of agency recruitment into internal recruitment mm-hmm. talent acquisition in that area mm. you know that's fine you know and then obviously talent acquisition manager advisor mm. you know head of talent of, of HR and then mm. break into HR from there you can go into sales path which is BD, BDM, business development manager, mm. state manager, regional manager, and and director. You know, there's two different pathways. There's two different pathways, but you know, these are ultimately the career, the career paths. Thanks for that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I noticed you said sales, mm. and I feel like this may be where it gets a little bit controversial. Okay. Is there? Is there any conflict of interest for you guys between? Is there an, is there any ethical dilemmas? There is job? every day, okay. um, every single day, man. <laughs> okay. Look, the ethical dilemma is okay. Sometimes, you know, there's always a temptation where money than someone's livelihood, right? When I say livelihood, I don't mean like you know, you know, they're, they're deaf or anything like that. Mm. I mean what I mean by that is other people's interests, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Which is obviously to get a job, to pay for their family, mm. for their mortgages, and and is that is it worth it for you to pull them out of a situation that you know is bad for is better for them, mm. and to put them into a situation that is gotcha, okay? You can twist it as much as you want, but. You know, you deep down inside would know not better for them, right? Mm. And this would be depending on what they and again, want. As yes, okay. And I know the, a lot of the times people don't know what they want. Mm. People don't know what they want, mm. okay? People can't... When when companies ask you about your 10-year goal or whatever, mm. mate, like, no one knows, all right? No one knows where they want to be, really, okay? They've, they've, they've got an idea, okay? But they don't know what it's going to look like to get there. Right, and you know sometimes there is a sales part where 
you've got to make your you've got to make meet your targets. Mm. You've got to meet your numbers. Mm. You know, you don't want to be performance managed as a recruiter, mm. right? That's where sometimes you know recruiters cross the line, and mm. and and you know they they recruit out of their own personal interest, and that can never be the case. As a recruiter, you should never recruit out of personal interest yep. in yourself. Yep. You should always recruit for others. And that's, in my opinion, what differentiates a good recruiter. Mm. It's the ethics behind it. Mm. You know, I don't care for me personally, at least. I mean, everyone's different, you know, like mm. if you're a sales manager, you probably see the unethical guy as the better performer because of the numbers he's bringing in. Whereas the less ethical, the more ethical guy is bringing mm. in less numbers, mm. but he's building more connections. He's... He's um, actually, you know, growing his network okay. because of his reputation. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? So, again, reputation is key mm. in my industry. Mm. Absolutely. Re- reputation is everything, okay? There's a small place. Everyone knows everyone. Every IT person mm. knows every other. It's, it's so small, man, like, honestly. Yeah, that's what I pride myself in terms of how I approach my job mm-hmm. um, I'm not a numbers guy mm. I'm, I'm really not I don't care I'm just in a I'm just in a role that requires me to deliver numbers but I always believe that if, if you do things right and you do things from for, for others right um, and, and you recruit for others money is always going to come back to you because mm. in the long run your reputation is going to hold up okay. do you know what I mean Yes, in the short run, you're making a couple thousand dollars. You're making this as a, but is it worth it when you're burning bridges? When you're, you know, really causing people's lives to go haywire, right? Yeah, you know? and and there is, a, I've seen, you know, many instances. All right, I can give you an example. Okay, let's say Jasper, you have a family of three. Yep, three kids, a wife. You know, your wife's obviously not working, looking after three kids. She try, she wants to work, but you know. It's better if you just work, right? You're in a permanent role. You're getting $130,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're comfortable. You're managing to pay for your mortgage. You're covering your school, your children's school fees. You're saving some money. You're paying for some, you know. Yeah, you're putting food on the table, right? Stable, right? And and not necessarily bad in career progression as well. You're, you're doing well. Mm. Suddenly, someone, you get a call one day. This is actually what happened um, I've witnessed this happen before okay saying I'm just using an example now to illustrate what happened okay mm. yep but suddenly you get a call from a recruiter and he goes man I've got a I've got a 12 month contract major project mm. for um, a tier one mining company we're paying you 200 200k mm. almost double yeah. yeah, and there's a potential for you to be extended. People don't people forget that you know contracts, they don't have notice periods. They don't mm. have redundancies. Mm. There's there's liabilities behind. If you're in the candidate shoes, mm-hmm. what would you see this opportunity as? Well, so I you're don't know. so you're working for a small company, yeah, earning 130k, yeah, right, slowly working your way up ladder, yeah, right, in the corporate world, yeah. Suddenly, this big mining company approaches you and mm. offers you 
40% pay rise, you know, some form of stability, like, and, you know, for you to lead in the project, right? What would you do? What would you do? If, I, if you didn't know anything about what I just told you, mm. you know? I, look, it sounds good. Sounds good to me. It sounds good to you, right? Mm. The guy took the job, okay? Yep. Project was canned after three months. Yeah, right. Okay, he got dropped off without notice, one week notice, you know, project's off. Sorry, guys. Um, you know, we don't really feel like we need this done anymore. Wow. You're jobless now, right? You've got three children to feed. You've got mortgage to pay. People don't understand how hard it is to get a job. Mm. It's it's not easy, especially, you know, in you know COVID-19. These things are unpredictable. I, I've talked to people that have been jobless since January 2020. They've been jobless and they, they went from high-paying jobs and all of a sudden they're jobless. You know, it's not a... There's competition out there. How does that look in your profile? How does that look in your CV? You know, that... Look, it's, it's always... As a, again, the recruiter that recruited you got paid his money. Mm-hmm. He got paid his 20%. He's, he doesn't care about you. He's done. He's done with you. All right, you go there. We're done. You know, I, I don't talk to me or whatever. I got your money anyways. No worries. You know what I mean? And like, that's the ethical dilemma in my industry. Okay. So that's the controversial thing. You know, I always tell people, do what's best for yourself. If I'm selling you something... If it's better for you in your head, okay, and if in your situation, take it. It's it's yours, right? I'm putting it on the table, right? But if it's not for you, then don't take it. You know, I'm very happy when people say no. No, I, I don't think this is good for me. You know, I get rejections every day. Every single day I get rejections. I have to deal with that every single day probably deal about 50 rejection wow. minimum you know i talked to about 200 and you know i i don't mind that i think recruiters need to be able to take rejection very well um and they got to see it as when you're when you're tunnel when you're tunnel visioned you would think oh money 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 when you get rejected you don't take it very well because the big picture is you don't see it the tunnel vision all you care about is your margins right mm-hmm and being ha- making the boss happy. But how I see it is, and I think that this is what brings you success in the industry, is you got to have an open overview of the industry, mm-hmm. right? What do you mean by when, open overview? So when, when you get rejected, there's always a reason why, mm-hmm. okay? And you have to find that reason. Mm-hmm. You can't just feel sad that you got rejected. You can't feel salty that you got rejected. Mm. Jasper, why why do you say no? Oh, you know, job is pretty good for me right now. I'm happy where I'm at. I can see myself growing in the next couple of years. So I don't think taking a 12-month contract, even though it is a lot more money, I don't think that it's the right decision for me right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's thank you for telling me that. You know, I really respect that. Um, can I know then what are you looking for for you to be able to make a move? You know, that way. When it does come by my desk, I know who to call. Mm. See, when you look at it from a bird's eye view, you ask these extra questions. Do you know long, I mean? Long-term perspective, yeah, right? Yeah, that you, network effect that you were it. talking about. That's it. That's that's the whole purpose. You know, like it's you know, for me it's it's all about that. You know, help you're recruiting for others. 
go into this recruitment job with that kind of mindset, you're going to go far. You know, you're never going to fail. You can do average, you can do poorly, but you can do great, but you're never going to fail, you know, because you're practicing this, this method or this, you know, theory that I believe is what brings success in this job is okay. um, obviously the big picture. Right. Yeah. So look what, at the big what would picture. Because you, you said, you know, you can do very, you can do great, you can do poorly. But then there's so so obviously you know what I mean by poorly is like oh you're not hitting your margins because okay. that's how I get performance managed. So if you're working for an agency as an agency recruiter, yep. you get managed by money, how much money you bring in, and all this is by the margins that you charge your customers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, okay, yeah, you're, you're charging a customer this much money, da da da, da and then all that gets reflected onto your KPIs or your monthly targets, mm-hmm. right? That's whether that determines whether you keep the job or not, really. Then what is what would you then define as failing in the job? Well, what I would define as failing is is you know obviously losing that reputation, being unethical. Okay. All right. You know, just being tunnel visioned and, and money driven. Mm. Okay. Um, I I think that that's not a good way to approach um, you know an agency recruitment job. Are there are there currently checks and balances at all? into like what's stopping a, a recruit aside from the you know aside from this long-term view mm-hmm. and saying in the end this is actually going to be the bigger win for you what is stopping people that don't have the same ethical moral compass as you to then say you know what stuff it i do want that 2k i don't want to be performance reviewed i'm just going to keep trying to upsell without giving enough information What's, right. is, there, is there anything right now in the industry that kind of helps that? Or is it just... Well, commissions. Kind of I mean, you know, the consultant gets extra money. Yes. Like, so, so what's stopping them from actually... Do you think the system could be better? Or do you, do you think that this is, this is kind of like the best... No, nah, look, I, I, think, I think it's difficult to manage that just because it's... If, if, whenever you're in a sales margin-driven role... Mm-hmm. There's always per- perimeters where you can't keep people within, you know, that you can't really, it's, it's really about free for all, um, I would say. It, it's really, it comes down to your, just your personal, personal ethics. You know, I know mm-hmm. recruiters that are successful as well, monetarily. I, I know some people that have made, you mm-hmm. know, but. At what cost? Yeah, you know, at what cost? And and you know, if if that's if they're happy with that, if they're fine with that, then that speaks a lot about what their ethics are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Well, that's kind of sad for hearing from a very complete outsider perspective to see that you know like, that people get away with it. But I guess that's part of life. Like, yeah. Look, it's it, it's part of life. Yeah, you know, it, it is. It is what it is. You know. Mm. So. You know, it's not it's not a crime, right? People, there's no if the candidate gives approval for for the consultant to stuff him over, then there's proof that you know you gave him approval to do so. Mm. So yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's a, it's a twisted world we live in. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I guess that, that consent was given as well. So then, do you think that do you think there is a place for additional regulation, or you think it will it will do more harm than good, and why? I mean, I'm not sure like how much regulation you can put in place to 
prevent consent. I mean, it really depends on the Fair Work Commission, is on the Australian Fair Work legislations, mm-hmm. and and if that doesn't, um, if that doesn't, you know, minimize liability, mm-hmm. um, in different employment types, um, then you know this will always happen. But again, it's it's inevitable in a way. Every employment needs to have different rights. Mm. You know, it can't be casuals. You get paid more, but you also get leave. You know, mm. like you know, there there are pros and cons of every single employment type, but there are also loopholes, mm-hmm. and there can never be a perfect system. Mm. So, unfortunately, I think what I would recommend people out there who are interested in you know in when who are facing recruiters often is for you to find one and stick to one. Mm. Find a good recruiter um, that's on your side, mm. all right? And find a recruiter that you know is trustworthy and actively actually out there to help you. And once you do that, you know, then I think you should stick with him because um, it's tough to come. Okay. How, how does one asset test that, figure that out? Because like you said, it's a lot of sales, right? Yeah, look, I, I do believe it's it's very. Um, it comes down to meeting with them in person. Okay. It comes down to really meeting with them in person, seeing whether you you do vibe with with them on on a values level. Mm. So you ask your recruiters personal questions, mm. um, questions that they don't really get asked very often. Make them uncomfortable, you know, like just just really see what they're about. Mm. You know, you'll be able to tell you you meet someone. Like for example, like if I if I go to if I meet someone, I, I personally would know whether that guy is, is someone I want to be talking to or not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are people that you vibe with. There are people that you, you know from the start that, look, he's a great guy. He's a, he's a trustworthy. He seems to reflect the values that I reflect. And these are the people that I vibe with. And I think that's very important to pick up. And if you cannot pick that up, because it can, it can be hard. It can be hard. Especially when people are really good hard. at selling. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. I, I really I really that's that's the that's the scary part, you know. Yeah. Um uh, look it's 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 really don't know. So you just have there's to there's always an element of the there's element. Always I guess an element. That's where trust comes in as well. That's right? there's always an element. Maybe maybe ask yourself this question, you know, if if you're if you are So this you advice you'd be giving yes, to yes. Yes. Uh, maybe ask yourself this question to the to the listeners. Um Think about someone that you trust. Think about someone that you value. Think about someone that you trust. Okay, they cannot be a family member. Okay, and and why do you trust that person? What about that person? Trust about or like you know, or what has he done? Um, and and look, use these same concepts or values that you you you've come up in your head, and, and apply that to to the next. You know, and and if if they if they match, then I think you know you're ninety percent on the right path. I really appreciate how you you give the time to give advice to those, especially being in the industry. And this is something that we talked about before you came on. Yeah, you really wanted to give advice to those who I wanted to be yeah honest and and be genuine. very genuine in, in mm-hmm. how I how I I want to you know really um, approach this and. You know, I think it's important as well. Mm. You know, I don't, I hate it when I see people getting stuffed over, mm. you know, on a, on a daily basis, you know, and, and it's it's something that I want to avoid. So, you know, it's definitely good. Mm. Yeah. 
how do you then how do you build trust personally? I know it's not it's not a blanket rule, yeah. Yeah. but personally, uh, just be just be honest. Um, just honestly, I mean, you people can tell when you're being honest because you're giving them advice that you shouldn't be saying. Okay. So if, if my job is to make money off you, yeah, I'm not gonna tell you not to take the job. Yeah, even though I know it's not good for you, mm. I would tell you to take the job knowing that it's not good for you mm. because I still need to make money, mm. right? But in my case, I'm always I'm always giving them being a devil's advocate, you know, because. Mm. Obviously, I would have talked to you. I would have met you. Mm. I would have known your situation by then. That's the whole purpose of being an agent. Mm. You have to meet with people that you. Mm. And I would advise you, you know, from from what I know about yours. I'm just gonna tell you why, you know. At the end of the day, it's still your decision. Mm. That you know, it's still your decision. If I'm telling you that it's not a good deal, and you tell me that you still want to go for it, I can't tell you. I'm not gonna, you know. There's, yep. it's your, it's your life. It's yep. the decisions you make. But mm. I'm gonna tell you, it's not gonna be good. Mm. Do you know what I mean? From your opinion, yeah. Yes. Yep. Like for example, if you buy a house, yeah. The real estate agent tells you this house is not that good. Mm. You know, you've got this issue, you've got that issue, you've got this issue. But you're so lured by the fact that you love the whatever. This, yeah, you love, you know, something about the house, right? Mm. You don't care about what your agent tells you, mm. and, and you still go for it. You know, like. And then six months down the road, you end up spending a huge amount of money to fix certain issues. You can't blame the real estate. You can't blame the agent. He's already told you that Mm. it's not going to be good. Mm. But if you still decide to take it, then, you know, it's... That's on you. Yeah. yeah, We can't really tell you. You can't advise you any further. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We can't make decisions on your behalf. You know what I mean? So, so, so yeah. Yeah. Hope that answers that. No, yeah. I've, I've, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, it does. Because I, I, I look, I've, I've done sales before. Yeah, uh, not, not, not in the same industry. Right. Hence, with my, yeah. my questions, like explain yeah. this, please. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I know what I know where you're where you're coming from. Right. You know, it, basically, I did like uh, retail, like utility sales. Yeah. And okay. I'm being like, hey, look, like, what deal are you on now? Yeah. And obviously, my preferred me to just try to give them sell them the deal like sell them my company's deal yeah but it's like yeah. hey like what deal are you on now let me explain to you why this deal may or may not be better yeah and like if we can com- compare it compare yeah. it together yeah i think there's still i still remember that sometimes there was a lot of you know like uh you're just a salesman you know, I I don't trust you. Yeah, I don't I don't give you that timing. How then do you actually connect? And, because you said it's all about that that timing and experience and getting to know somebody in the vibe, right? Mm. How do you even get to that stage to begin with? Being like, hey, would you be interested? Because sometimes I remember they would just give me. I think five uh, minutes. Look, Other I think it's no um, yeah. Look, I think it's personality as well. Um, and what personality do you think benefits the most then? Um, uh, I can't really answer that question okay. because um, it's it's really like I can only talk about my success. Like okay. you know, there's so many other people out there that um, I don't know of mm. um, that probably are more successful than than I will that I'm I'm at at the moment. It really depends, you know. I, I think you know. I think it just comes down to personality and and really how um, you can feel that you know you're. Dead. You know, you're not the typical 
stigma uh, stereotype of a sales guy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. I think that while you're talking about recruiting, this applies in so many different other aspects with all roles, every role kind of like is what you did in the very beginning. You have to justify the role, right? You have to justify the transaction, the company, the the cost. Mm. There's there's always a level of sales. Mm. So I don't think that sales itself is unethical. The conflict of interest can be. And it is very refreshing when there there are people like you Mm. that look out for somebody instead of just being encompassed by their own self-interest. Yeah. It applies to every sales um, environment, really. What makes a great real estate agent? You know, it's someone that that's when he brings you on a house tour, he's going to be there and he's going to try and think, you know, from your perspective, um, how, how this place is going to be. And if, if the guy is like, look, there are going to be cons, mm. you know, not just all the pros, 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 mm. you know, that, that speaks volumes to me because mm. he's not, bull, you know, he's not, he's not, bull, he's not bull crapping, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's just, you know, he's not bull crapping you, you know? So, so these are things that I think um, speak volumes about people. And, yeah. and that's when you know you've got someone good. Interesting. What do you do? Because, you know, you try to put yourself in their shoes. How, how do you then kind of figure out how they see the world? Mm. What do you do to then see their perspective? Oh, look, it's just, you know. Or what do you need to know? It, it's like, it's, I guess I apply if I meet someone for the first time. Mm. What kind of questions do I ask? Okay, what, what what would that be? How do I know? Like, how do you know? How do I make friends? Like, um, you know, ask them. You know, how many do you have kids? Um, and what's you know, important to them? Yeah, what's important to them? Find out what's mm. important to them. You know, find out more about their lives. I mean, it's a bit. Not many people are comfortable mm. sharing with somebody for the first time as well. Right. Not yeah. many people are comfortable, but. You know, I, I think it's it's definitely just when they do tell you about it, mm. especially when they open up about it, mm. be a good listener. Like be someone that will be like, all right, like let's let's really listen. You know, mm. like some people like when they're talking to you, like mm. you can when you're talking to them, sorry, mm. you can tell that it's just in, in, the and room, out, in and out, in and out, yeah. you know, but just be present and mm. like be yeah, so de- definitely, I think being present is um is the way to go. Be lis- be a good listener. Yeah. Hey, it sounds like sounds like relationship advice. Eh? <laughs> honestly, you know what? I think I think uh, honestly, people are gonna hate me for saying this. Like, man, Donald Trump is a good listener. Okay, well, I don't know. <laughs> all right, man. I don't know where like, this I, came I, from. But <laughs> let's let's go. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. All right. How all how right. how come we how come we got yeah go, go on please. Man, I don't know. Like, if you watch him talk. To world leaders, like you can tell that he's he's very engaged. He's very like people hate this guy, but he's a good listener, man, and and that's why he's he's one of the best, greatest businessmen that has ever lived. Like he, you can't deny he's a very very good businessman, and and I feel like one of the reasons why he's so successful is because you know he 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 listens, he he listens, and he he's present. I mean. Who would have ever thought that the U.S. president would be talking and negotiating and, and trying to, you know, do peace treaties with North Korea? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why I brought that up. But, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I just thought about Donald Trump. He's in terms of listening. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like if, if you watch his interviews with world leaders, is there any that comes to mind? I think when he talks to Putin. Okay. For sure. Yeah, I, I saw a, a video of him. Um, I think a lot of people who are a, very anti. Um, yeah, anti Trump would not like this. But yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I don't, but I don't look, care. I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd rather not, listen to I'm what not, your opinion is. I'm not is. saying like yes, he's a good yeah. person or anything. I'm yeah. just saying like there are. There are things that he demonstrates that are, you know. Yep. There's a quality in yeah, which you can like appreciate. Yeah, every, like everyone okay. has good qualities. I don't care. Interesting. Like you know, everyone's got good qualities. You know, I'm not necessarily agreeing with his, his um policies, know, policies and political point of view or whatever. But this is something I you think he's a good businessman. I think he's a good businessman. You know, like he's built an empire, and you know, people say, "Oh, he's rich and stuff." Yeah, but like one million dollars into billions it's not easy task as well and he's done a good job so i don't know (laughs) okay no interesting off topic but um since you've brought that up actually are there any role models that have shown you what it means to listen aside from trump (laughs) Uh, i would say i don't know i think it was just like a maturity thing to be honest like just like learning on the job i realized earlier that this was an important skill set and um just thought i'd apply it and yeah seems to work out <laughs> but yeah look that's a good question i mean my my all-time you know men like person i look up to mm. probably kobe bryant i mean okay kobe's my you know like i love basketball um and i grew up huge kobe fan um you know the way he carried himself he, he was very honest he wasn't afraid to just tell you as it is, but yet, you know, very humble as well mm. um, in his approach, but very competitive, you know, someone that really perfected his craft. If you look at it, he was a workaholic, but yet, you know, a family man as well. And mm. I feel like he, he he's such a great basketball player because he's, he's just put so much time and so much detail into his his footwork, you know, his, his shot, you know, and these are things that like, I guess, really translate as well. Like, you know, Jasper, if, what do you, you know, you do, um, you know, you you do podcasts, right? You do, <laughs> okay. do people know what you do? <laughs> you know, if you apply like that kind of deep into yours, mm-hmm. like where would you be? What kind of reputation would you have as a radiographer? You know, there's always things that you can tweak a little bit and change a little bit. Mm-hmm. To, to make yourself better. So the um the mamba mentality. Mamba. The mamba mentality. Uh, is that what they call it? That's Kobe? what they say. Yeah, the it's mamba the mamba mentality, mentality man. Okay. So Yeah, I, th- I think that's very interesting. It's like you are so driven, yeah, but you're not lost. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like you're still grounded, yeah. which in this case is like family values, right? Yeah. And because I think th- I think it is it is very sad, but it is also a common thing where when somebody gets too ambitious or mm. too into a certain things, they can lose themselves, right? Right. Like down the rabbit hole type thing. Right. Um, right. So yeah, that's interesting. Interesting how you like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's, that's cool. Good to share. So I've, I really appreciate your time and appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you very much. And um, I really hope I added some sort of value to people out there, you know, listening. And uh, yeah, it's been a very interesting you, you definitely first have. podcast. You definitely have. No, and would love to have you back. But before we end, and what I what I really do appreciate about this is how you 
gave advice to those who are looking uh, looking to find a HR recruiter. Mm. And very similar to the previous, uh, the the financial planner saying, what do you look for? Yeah. I think in these industries where can be a bit of, you know, snake oil or, yeah. or unethical, there's this education aspect aware of, which is what you shared. Yeah. And look, um, if, if anyone listening is looking for a recruiter, then uh, yeah, uh, feel free to, to message Jasper for, okay, for my details. <laughs> All right. I, I will I will charge a cut. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing. Oh, uh, you get um, a margin. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, okay. Before that, outro. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we um, bring it to a close? It's, it's not, nothing else. Um, I think uh, said a lot, and um, you know, I've addressed the controversies. Mm just a positive thing yeah look i just wish everyone luck who's looking for work i wish them luck i really hope that you know you guys would choose the right career path no matter what it is what situation it is everyone's different know what's best for you and and all the best okay love love those final words before we end i'm going to do a quick new segment i've just thought of it's yeah. called like Quick questions. Am I the first one? You are the first one. Oh, there you right, go. There right, you go. Right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> um, Hit me. Quick questions. We're going to see how many you can go through in, let's oh, say, man. let's say. You should have this at the start. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, maybe I should have. <laughs> Look, it's going to, there's some, some questions are going to be harder. Some going to be easier. All right. But it's going to, I'm going I'm to start recording this down. And my next guest, who's going to be a zookeeper Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Interesting, hey? Looking forward to hearing Uh, that one. Next guess. And I'll start doing a tally. Who who does it best, okay? But you've got, say, haven't thought this through. I should have thought this through. You've got one minute. Okay. You've got one minute to answer as many questions as you can. Okay. And you can only, you can skip. Okay. You can skip, but if you skip, Three, it's minus one point. I don't know. We'll figure that out. I'll figure that out. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. And after this, then I'll ask you my final question. Okay. Are you ready? You ask a lot of questions. I do ask a lot of questions. (laughs) And you've been you've you've been giving good answers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, go for it. All right, all right, all right. One lesson learned in twenty twenty. Um respect. If you couldn't be a HR recruiter, what other job would you do? Be a businessman. In what business? Import, export. If you, Tourism. Okay. If you could do any other job in the world, what would it be? Uh, basketball player. Where will you be in five years' time? Balling on a yacht. <laughs> All right. Most valuable lesson learned in life? Um. Treat others how you want to be treated. What other profession would you like to listen to as a guest? CEO. Any particular company? IT. One thing you look forward to this year? Um, happiness. And that is time. All right. Well done. Well yeah. done. I'll, I'll tally All the right. score. I'll tally the score. Well. Okay. Cool. And cool. now I'm going to go to our fine, my final question. Yeah. What is one thing now? I think my partner. Mm. Yeah. Just my, my partner. Um, yeah. Pretty grateful for her. 
she's really helped um you know she's really she was really, she's really been there through everything um thank you for her and um yeah grateful for her shout out shout yeah, out yeah. <laughs> brownie points yeah that's it that's nah, it good on good on you cheers man thanks for having me thank you not sure what happened about that last question hopefully you figured out it was what are you most grateful for now in terms of that final segment as zen currently tops the leaderboard <laughs> with no number two place uh, but with nine points i think that's a pretty good one we'll see we'll see so thanks for listening i'm trying to up my social media game with a lot of help from a few friends uh, thanks shout out to who you guys know you guys who you are <laughs> it's been really nice to hear the feedback and as of recording we're almost at 500 listens uh so we'd really appreciate if you tell a friend to tell a friend and help spread it around um connect with me via the socials uh, or email and peace see you next time